welcome to Faith FM. You're listening to 87.6, 87.8 and 88 FM. This is the Faith FM Breakfast Show and you are tuning in with Mon and standing in for Lyle, we have Etienne. Yes, good morning Australia. This is Etienne from 3AB in Australia Radio. They have seconded me for this morning breakfast <laughs> show and I'm delighted to be here because we don't do live. Live is a different kettle of fish. Yeah, welcome to the live show. This is a, yeah. this is a, you make it sound like we took you hostage or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, it almost feels that way, but no, I'm, I'm in good company, so I'm happy. And we're very grateful to have you helping us out because um, all this week Lyle has been up north at mm. uh, Kingscliff teaching Daniel and Revelation to the Bible students there at the Arise Bible School. And uh, so we we had some a bevy of different co-hosts, but we I think we've ended strong with you. Well, you are very gracious and kind. <laughs> you may want me to come back because I did a little cameo here a while ago. You did. We interviewed you. Well, obviously, I passed the test. I got <laughs> just over that hurdle, so I'm back for more. Yeah. Indeed. Well, let me, do you know what? Every time we get a new co-host or someone uh, on our show, I do like to ask them what they're grateful for because I want to remind our listeners to have a spirit of gratitude. So what are you grateful for this morning? Okay, well, my attitude of gratitude has come from an experience <laughs> I've had this week. Uh, the Lord has brought a just a delightful senior citizen, a lady who's about 82 years old, into my life. Now, she's at the moment struggling with depression. She's been Aww. very faithful to the Lord and been a faithful worker and loves the Lord, but she's just gone through a very tough time. And funny enough, now I went through depression. I, it lasted in my life for seven years, a real struggle, just a di- downward spiral, and I wouldn't wish that on anybody. But funny, that negativity and things that I went through actually has been turned into an advantage because I can relate to this lady and I can tell her the things that I used that worked for me and the Lord's sort of leading me through that. So I've been, I've gone to visit her and I've ring her every morning and every evening just to make sure she's okay because you're not sleeping well mm-hmm. and there's a lot of negative thoughts and that. And as I've been talking to her, I've been really blessed by listening to her. She is Amen. a woman with 80 plus years experience. And, you know, I'm only a young guy relative to her. I'm not so young, but relative to her I am. And uh, she has just really blessed me. I mean, I've been praying for her, and times to times, spontaneously, she would just pray for me as well. And I've been so blessed by this encounter with her. I'm trying to help her, but she's actually helping me. Oh, praise the Lord. And yeah. you know, I did hear recently that people who, who do suffer from depression or want to safeguard against depression, uh, one of the best ways to do it is to help other people. So absolutely, yeah, you're yeah. being a blessing and you're receiving a blessing. Yeah. So. And the great thing about this lady is you know, normally when negative and depressed people are around, they can suck, suck the life out of yeah, a room and true. out of your person as mm-hmm. well, and you can leave drained. But this lady, although she's depressed for some reason, she is just inspired. Inspiring me. Oh, I just yeah. feel so inspired and I feel energized after I've been in the company. Oh, that's, that's a really great story. No wonder you're so grateful yeah. for that. But tell me, you must have a, a feel-good yeah. story as well. It's Look. not a banana shake again, is it? <laughs> I wish it was. <laughs> I ran out of bananas. <laughs> uh, I have to admit that I know it's a bit cliche to say that I am grateful for Friday because it is Friday on the day that we're recording this. I love Fridays. This. Yes. Preparation day, yes. we call it. Um, but I am super grateful today that it is the beginning of the weekend because as soon as this show is done, we are packing up the whole studio, driving three hours north, to Stewart's Point and we are going to be broadcasting live from the beach Big all camp. week long. Big camping. So you're going to be there with thousands of other people staying in tents and caravans and other accommodation. Indeed. And listening my, to some fine sermons uh-huh. and getting some quality time with some good people. It's my first time. I'm so excited. And dear listeners, you are welcome to join in. Just come along to Google Big Camp Stewart's Point and you'll find it. And dear listener, if you're a little bit confused about why I'm talking about Friday when you're listening to this on Monday, it's because 
sadly, you are listening to the delayed broadcast. Oh, this is the delay. This is the delayed okay. broadcast. But do you know what? It needn't be this way. It is actually very simple for you to switch over to our live show. There's only two ways you can do it. It's very simple. Uh, first of all, just jump on our website. It's faithfm.com.au and just press play on the live stream. Um, or I often listen to Faith FM. I've yeah. got it on my phone. I've got a little widget. So between 3ABN Australia, 3ABN USA and Faith FM, I can swap. I have a yeah. selection that I can listen to. Absolutely. There's an app you can download for free called TuneIn. I use TuneIn. Yep, TuneIn yes. app. And uh, you can search for our show, Faith FM Australia. I guess you can search for your show, Etienne. Yes, absolutely. What's your now, show? If the kitty show comes on, I'm not a kitty anymore. Yeah. I don't have kitty, so I'll just, I just flick. Flick programs exactly. So you can listen to I think like almost any radio broadcast via TuneIn app, and uh, and it's free to listen. You can listen to anywhere on the planet. Um, it's just wonderful way to yes. join in, and it's you know it's a much better show live because you can you can answer the quiz and get the prize. You can uh, win the uh, the giveaway, the free giveaway at the end of the show. You just call through; we will send it to you free of charge. You can ask the question of the day. It's a wonderful show live. We hope you enjoy. When I am weary, filled with despair Who gives me courage to go on from there And who gives me faith that will never die Somebody bigger than you and I to Faith FM. Sorry if we are having some technical difficulties coming through your radio uh, there. I think our songs have also packed up and gone up north okay. <laughs> getting ready well, for big camp. It's, it's nothing to do with 3AB and Australia Radio. I had nothing to do with it. I have not sabotaged a thing here. I've come to support. <laughs> we are very grateful this morning on Faith FM to have Etienne from 3AB and Australia uh, Radio filling in for Lyle who is heading up north himself. But yeah, I think our playlist must have gone with Lyle. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we, we'll be having some great songs are continuing in this in this show. Excellent. But Etienne, let me ask you mm. about the quiz. I do love quizzes. I love before. Bible quizzes. Yeah. Oh, you're going to love this one. Okay, so this is a what book am I oh. quiz. Okay, so there is a one out of 66 chance that you'll know what it is. <laughs> okay, I might have the answer already. Okay, so the first clue for this what book am I quiz is the word created is found more often in this book of the Bible. The word created. 
Mm. Found in this book more often than any other book in the Bible. In fact, a total of 12 times it's in this book. Oh, okay. I've, I think I know the answer. If you think you know the answer, I'll ask Etienne off air, <laughs> see if he gets it right. <laughs> but if you think you know the answer, give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. Or you can text us, 0491-064-669. You can even message us on Facebook, Faith FM Australia. And we will send you the prize, which today is going to be a Soyan Eastern CD, Journey of the Spirit. And just a quick shout out and congratulations to our winner of the prize yesterday, Jeffrey Ansa from Parafield Gardens in Adelaide answered the quiz via Facebook on Faith FM Australia and he won the CD. He got the answer right. The answer was Adam. Adam was the guy we were talking about in the Bible. He named all the animals and he had the two sons, Cain and Abel, and he listened to his naughty wife. So, oh, okay. Yeah, that was Adam. Good good work, Jeffrey. And also congratulations to Sue who got our giveaway at the end of the show. Sue from Bottles Bay in New South Wales. And uh, if you keep listening at the end of the show, we will also have a free giveaway and uh, you just be the first person to call through and we will give that to you too, free of charge. Now, Etienne, mm. I'm sure you've heard about the, the plastic controversy that is happening at the moment in Australia. Plastic controversy, yeah, okay. Well, so many, of our, so many of our states are one by one switching to uh, no plastic bags. Yes. So I know when I visit my parents in Tasmania and I go to the Woolies there and I get all my stuff and I go to the checkout and I can't stick it anything because there's no plastic bags. Mm. And I'm not used to it yet. Um, because, you know, I'm in New South Wales where we're still allowed to have plastic, plastic bags. bags. Yes. But I do, when I'm not on the radio, I do work at a bookshop and um, t- just thinking and talking about this so much because, you know, it's on the it's on the front, forefront of everyone's mind. Um, I've started to really rephrase the way I offer people plastic bags. <laughs> so okay. when, you know, when they finalize their purchases and I put them through the till, I always say to them, instead of saying, would you like a bag? I say, do you need a bag? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, it's better than laying a guilt trip on them. Do you want to yeah, pollute the environment yeah, by taking ex- more plastic? <laughs> exactly. And yesterday, I'm not sure if you listened to our show yesterday, Etienne, but we actually discussed um, the fact that scientists accidentally created a super enzyme um, which eats plastic and digests plastic. And they're looking at it as a way of, you know, dealing with um, the mess that we've made, particularly yeah. in the ocean. Okay. But my point yesterday was... Are we sure we want to release a new super enzyme into the environment? You know, if you look at history, every time humanity has tried to fix a problem with, you know, another introduced species, we've created a bigger we've problem. We've created a bigger problem, you know, yeah. An example, you know, we brought the foxes over from England to deal with the rabbits and instead mm. of eating the rabbits, which moved very fast, the foxes yeah. started eating the wallabies They've been and the banakies. they between all the other things and chickens and yeah, people's and livestock. Yeah, and they're destroying Australian yeah. ecosystem. And so, you know, I was like, is it really that smart to be putting a super enzyme that a mutant enzyme that was created by accident into our environment but i actually have some good news you do yeah because instead of like the shortcut mutant sort of avenue i kind of like the rolling up your sleeves and getting your hands dirty and you know we made the mess we should fix it up Mm. kind of uh solution and the netherlands is actually doing some really cool stuff okay so i much prefer this as a solution so they are building roads would you believe with recycled plastic from the ocean Wow. Okay, well, yeah. that, that makes sense. Uh-huh. That's being put to a good use because, I mean, that stuff doesn't really biodegrade, does it? No, not and at all. And the thing is we all actually contribute to the plastic problem that we have. Mm-hmm. We all drive cars mm-hmm. and plastic is a byproduct of petroleum. Oh, it is? Yeah, that's where plastic comes from. 
So oh, when you take you oil and you convert it to petrol, for example, uh-huh. your byproduct is plastic. So what do they do with that plastic? That's how fantastic plastic came into being. Oh. There was no plastic before there was uh, petroleum Eels. products. So do you think we should all switch to electric cars? I love electric cars. Only things I can't afford them at the moment. I was going to say, <laughs> could you buy me a Tesla? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, no, I love the Teslas. But if I, um, if uh, if we wait long enough, I think the prices will come down. We're able yeah. to drive because electricity is a lot cheaper. But then, of course, is how is the electricity produced? Does that cause other problems? Exactly. So any industry, really, even if it's farming, to a certain extent, has an impact on the environment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we've got to be sensible about these things. I remember once talking to people and saying, oh, plastic is evil, we can't. And I said, well, if you think plastic is evil, stop driving things that actually produce. Mm-hmm. As a byproduct to petroleum products, stop driving cars that use petrol. Well, we can't do that at the moment, can we? Not in our life. Yeah, well, maybe yeah. this Dutch organization has the answer. So it's a, a company called Volker Vessels? I think Volker Vessels. It sounds very Dutch. <laughs> yeah, I think I got that right. <laughs> so, just announced plans um, to build highways in Rotterdam, which is actually a great place. I've been to Rotterdam. And um, they gather the materials by installing barricades in like nearby ocean waters. And mm. so the, the plastic, you know, filters through and gets caught in that. And then it's transported, processed, and compressed into building blocks for the roads. Um, so, so does this fill the surface or is it the subsurface support for the roads? Because, I mean, plastic is fairly slippery. They'll have to do something special with that plastic to make it. Uh, yeah, you know. yeah. It's like the subsurface. So there is like a 3D uh, animation, like a little video that shows how they're going to do it. Maybe we'll, we'll flip that up onto Facebook um, and you can have a look. But it's, uh, yeah, so it's called Plastic Road Project. And it's supposed to be uh, more durable and easier to maintain and manipulate. So... Yeah, and it's uh, it's resistant to high temperatures and low temperatures as well. And um, yeah, it, like the scientists are really happy about it. They're in the final stages of testing the safety of it because you know, as you said, slipperiness yeah. and all those other kind of plastic problems. But yeah, it actually looks really cool. I'm I'm more into this than I am the mutant super enzyme. Oh, okay. That sounds great. Well, look, our roads need help. I mean, the roads that I sometimes take, some of the back roads, there's quite a few potholes around. And after a good rain, normally the potholes come back. So it's only been a temporary fix. Mm. So they can come up with a material that's actually going to be more durable and more efficient in into regards to repairs. That'll be a wonderful thing. Yeah. And you know what? I think it's all our responsibilities to do it because, you know, we were given stewardship, you know, in Genesis. We were given stewardship of this planet to look Absolutely. after it. And I don't think God thinks of that stewardship as lightly as we maybe think he does. Mm. Well, you know, that text that comes to mind, I guess you guys have already referred to it in previous programs, Revelation chapter 11, verse 18, where it talks about that God will destroy those who destroy the earth. So I think mm. we need to take responsibility mm-hmm. and be good stewards of this planet. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's the one thing that the Lord asks us to look after, you know, our bodies and the planet, and we haven't done a real good job of either of them. Yeah. So we do a little bit of recycling at uh, at our home as well. You know, we separate the plastics and the papers mm. and that from the other rubbish that goes into the, into the bin. But but I just heard also on the news, I think it was last night I was watching the news, and they were saying that South Australia are now putting all that recyclable just into landfill. What? Because it's contaminated. Until they can get the contaminants down to 25%, it's actually not usable for them. What contaminants you mean by like well, people haven't rinsed out their Yeah, they haven't containers? rinsed out, and there's other things in there mixed in there that shouldn't be in there. Oh, mm. oh that's devastating. So people are working so hard to separate their recyclables. And then the people who aren't doing it properly and who aren't rinsing are kind of ruining it for everyone. That, that's right, yeah. And there's all the oh. other rubbish that they're throwing because there's certain things you shouldn't put in with your recyclables and people are just not caring. They're throwing all into the same bin. Mm. Oh, that's disgraceful. It is. Well, I have one more question for you. So North and South Korea, right? Mm. They are saying that there might be reportedly 
preparing to officially end their 68-year war. Well, that'd be a good thing. The question I have for you is, do you really think it's going to happen? Because they've come to this point several times in the past and North Korea's done a switcheroo Mm. and sort of backtracked on their handshake. I'll be very cautious on who I trust in regards to this. And also then, will they become one country again or will they still be two separate countries? I mean, there's a big ego in North Korea there mm-hmm. that I don't think he would want to uh, you know, abdicate his rule and reign and uh, have uh, South Korea rule over them. Matter of fact, it's interesting that you mentioned um, South Korea. I'm planning on going on there, going there for a trip in June oh. with Voice of the Martyrs. Well, maybe when you get there, you can tell us whether or not the DMZ still exists because that's what the one of the first things they're looking at, you know. Okay, well, we'll, we will be heading towards that area at one stage there. Um, I can't t- say too much more about the, the thing because uh, we've got to sure. protect mm-hmm. what the Voice of the Martyrs mm-hmm. are doing there. But North Korea is the worst country in the world in regards to uh, persecuting Christians. We'll have to get you back after you've come back on that trip and tell us all about it because Voices of the Martyrs is a singing group, right? No, no, they're actually a uh, official group that looks after people being persecuted around the world, Christians. Oh, I, no I can idea. tell you more about it later. Well, we're going to have a song break. This is Andy McLeod, Abide With Me, and we'll hear more about Voices of the Martyrs in a second. Oh, 
guys with Faith FM. I am so excited this morning, Etienne. I know that you asked me what I was grateful for already. Yeah. And I said that I'm happy it's Friday because we're packing up when the show's over and going up to big camp. But in between our segments during the songs, our producers are already packing up the studio. I'm so excited. They're like getting boxes and putting stuff in. And I'm just like, woo, going on a holiday, even though I'll be- Road trip, fantastic. Yeah. We'll be broadcasting from big camp. So I'm okay, still working. Nice. It's not it's not a holiday per se, but so it just feels like a holiday. You so know? the breakfast show will continue? The breakfast show continues. All the way from Stuart's Point. All the way from Stuart. We're going to be broadcasting on the beach. I'm be sitting on my surfboard being like, good morning, folks. Are you, are you for real? For real, for real. Wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> I wish they could put that on Facebook and stream it live. I'd love to see it. Hey, that's a good idea. I'll have mm. a chat with our producers and see what I can do. <laughs> hey, you were just saying the Voice of the Martyrs is going to South Korea, and I thought Voice of the Martyrs was a song group for some reason. Okay. No, they're actually a... a a committee that, that, well, a group of people, they were established 32 years ago by a guy called Richard Werbramp, who was a Jew who converted to Christianity in Romania. And then he was actually in prison for many years. And after that, he decided he's going to help the martyrs. Now, they're involved in over 50 countries around the world where people are persecuted for being Christians. Oh. Yeah. And they're saying that on a daily basis, there's about 100 million Christians who are denied basic rights, rights that other people have, or are thrown in prison, or are even killed. For example, I just got a news article from them yesterday where a group of Christian people in Pakistan were just worshipping together, and they were just outside the little area where they were meeting, and a guy on a motorbike went past, targeted them, and shot, opened up fire on them, and three of them were killed. So this happens all the time. So they actually monitor this and then report it back because they want to make people aware that persecution is on the increase around the world. Mm. So it's not only in countries where they have theocracies and that and where Islam and Sharia law is is, is working hard, but it's also in countries like North Korea mm-hmm. where there's communism. And they're saying communism is relentless. It's just co- mm. persistent and ongoing where with you know sectarian violence and that that's normally sporadic. It comes and goes and sometimes it builds and then it will taper off. Mm-hmm. But they, they look at all kinds of things. You know, even Boko Haram when they um, oh, kidnapped yeah, all those girls, girls and mm-hmm. some of them were released. Some of them haven't been released. Yeah. The latest is that they believe that some of those girls have, are dead now. Oh, that's sad. And then there was just a recent one in the last month or so where they kidnapped over 100 girls again. Oh. They were all forced to convert to Islam. And some of the girls who didn't, um, were kept. Now, matter of fact, only one remained and she refused to give up her Christianity and her love for Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. So she is still and, being, yeah, well, she's still kidnapped. Held. She's yeah, mm. still been held by them. Yeah. Yeah, that's, um, that's a very important work. So you're going to be over in South Korea. Um, yes, I'm doing a program. It's called Souls Under the Altar, which talks about those who've been persecuted and martyred for Christ. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're working on the program and I've interviewed Voice of the Martyrs a few times. And I'm also working through a little book. Uh, it's called uh, Fox's Book of Martyrs. Okay. And it actually starts with the story of, um, of Stephen mm-hmm. being stoned there, you know, uh, chapter 7 of the book of Acts and killed for his faith and the persecution that broke loose. And then we go through that all through the dark ages right into our current, current time. But I'll have regular updates from Voice of the Martyrs on this program just to share what's happening around the world because we, they even see the, the clouds forming now in what we call free countries in the West. Even in Australia, they're seeing that some of the intolerance towards religious views uh, is on the increase. Yeah. I was just about to say, you know, uh, you know we're, we're called the lucky country and I – 
I do believe that hearing about these persecutions, I don't think in Australia we really face anything of that uh, magnitude, but there is, I think, a filtering down this almost like a bullying kind of thing towards uh, Christians and you know, you can be tolerant to all different kinds of religions, but mm. as soon as it's Christianity, oh no, you're an idiot, kind of a thing. So, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's definitely like this this uh, this attitude coming through, um, you know, which is a shame. And uh, it, this the work of the Voice of Mara sounds like it's a very important work. Very and, important. Uh, we'll yeah. definitely have to get you back on the show when you come sure, back. Sure, no, we're happy to come can, back and yeah, share. Yeah, share That'd the information. Yeah, on give it. us mm. an update. What's happening around the world? Speaking of updates. Tell us what's happening in current affairs this morning. Okay, well, I uh, pulled this off the web this morning. I was actually loaded around about 2 a.m. on uh, Ooh, Channel Mars News <laughs> segment. And this is a story that's been around for the last couple of days. You know the Southwest Airline that had that um, explosion in one of the engines and oh, then it penetrated yeah. the fuselage mm-hmm. and actually blew out one of the windows? Mm-hmm. And then there was a story about one of the ladies who died. I thought one lady heard at one stage she got sucked out of the window. Another one said, oh, no, she just uh, almost got sucked out, but they were able to pull her in. And uh, then someone said she didn't have a seatbelt on. Well, the story is, as I have it this morning, is that this lady, when the window blew out, they were, I don't know, doing 800 plus kilometers an hour at that time, and they were quite high up. And obviously the the cabin pressure then blew out. Mm -hmm. And she got blown out, although she had a seatbelt on, and she was half out the window getting buffeted at 800 plus kilometers an hour outside. So that's how she lost her life. Because someone said it might have been a heart attack, and it may have been both at the same time, because obviously there's no air outside. Mm -hmm. But they had to get three people to pull her back in while the plane is flying. So after they, you know, obviously had to go down to, to get better. Uh, air pressure yeah, mm-hmm. uh, there was a firefighter and the interesting story is that this firefighter he was traveling with his wife and two children his wife said to him go when she saw the problem there he took off his mask and ran to the back and he tried to pull her and he could another lady who's a retired nurse tried to and then another man came and assisted them and they were finally able to bring the lady in and they did CPR on her but she passed she passed away oh, unfortunately but the thing see. is the, the issue behind it is that this is the second time it's happened to a did I say Northwest or Southwest Airlines? Southwest. Thank you. Southwest Airlines. Second time it's happened to them in the last year or so. And they just, the early inspection showed that the rotor blade that broke off inside the engine, there's signs of metal fatigue, which means that they have not replaced parts as they should have done. Meaning Ooh. that they've been skimping on their maintenance. Mm-hmm. And why would you skimp on maintenance? Not because you're not concerned about people, but because you're concerned about the money. bottom line. Yeah. Money. It comes mm-hmm. back to money. That's such so, a shame because I actually I don't mind flying Southwest. I've, I've flown with them a few times, but I have noticed that all a lot of American planes at the moment, they're looking kind of old. Mm. So Well, it's a budget, budget airline, isn't it? That's, they're yeah, quite cheap. Yeah, That's why yeah. I've picked them and flown them as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. don't want to spend a lot of money on a flight if you yeah, get a cheap one. They're yeah. a d- good domestic. Um, mm. airline within the states, but that's um, but considering know. how many flights they have, I mean, your, your chances of an accident is far greater mm-hmm. driving in a car just sure. coming to work than it is flying in a plane. Sure, but still, that's a shame that they've they've skimped on that, you know. And uh, th- there's a text in the Bible that says that the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. That comes from First Timothy chapter six and verse ten. And the reason why I bring up money is because, I mean, the banks have been getting a little bit of uh, scrutiny of late. The Royal Commission inquiring yes. into the banks. It's disgraceful. Yeah. Now, it's it's when this happened, you know, the Prime Minister and many people who were against this said it was unfortunate that they were going to have this Royal Inquiry. But now that these things are starting to come out and it's becoming evident that the banks have actually been ripping people off 
literally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, AMP and a few others are, are in the in the spotlight at the moment. Some banks have just admitted now that they've been charging people for financial advice for advice that has never been given. Matter of fact, they've been charging deceased people who still had money in the bank in their estate for advice over a 10-year period. One person was charged $1,000 a year for more than a decade for advice supposedly given to a person. Now, how do you talk to the dead? Yeah. You, we don't believe in that, do we? I, I, mean, I was really hoping you weren't about to say they were contacting him through like some sort of no, Ouija board nonsense. I'm like, please don't say that. No, nothing like that. They were just... Plain greedy. Oh, you know? that's absolutely disgraceful. And how disrespectful to to take money from the dead. That's oh. yeah. So that's what they've been doing. And the the funny thing is, it's it's because they are profit driven. Mm-hmm. They have shareholders who mm-hmm. have bought shares because they expect their shares to increase in value, and they also want a dividend paid out to them. So they've got to serve the shareholders. The shareholders are the owners of these companies. Mm-hmm. At the same time, they cannot make any money with our customers. So they obviously have to provide good customer service. Mm-hmm. However, what's the primary focus? That the, the the good customer service is a means to an end, is to increase their bottom line, and they make huge profits every year. Mm. Mm. When I, you know, when I hear about these stories, I often think to myself, who the actual individual are, because it's easy to talk about a bank as like this conglomerate, you know, mean, nasty thing. But then I wonder, somebody there had to be making an actual, an actual decision, like some human person like me was making this wrongful decision. And I wonder, like, how far have they let them, their character and their soul slide that they're here stealing money from dead people? Like, yeah, mm, it really from their me, estate. Yeah, you know, the person themselves are... Makes me very sad. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, and we we believe in the principles in the scripture. It says, "Now, godliness with content is for, is great gain." So these people obviously weren't contented. They just made a billion dollars, but now they want to make one point one billion dollars next year. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's a, there's a, there's a strong push, and of course, the encouraged by the shareholders is always, "We want more money. Give us more money." So they are under pressure to perform. If you have an opinion about this or you want to discuss either of our stories, give us a call 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's 1-800-324-843. This is a song by Carly Fletcher. It's called Knocking. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. I will come into Can you 
To Faith FM Australia, you're listening to 87.6, 87.8, and 88 FM. Good morning. What a happy, beautiful morning it is. And Etienne, I'm going to hit you with another clue for the quiz. Oh, fantastic. So, this is a What Book Am I clue, uh, quiz. And the next clue is My last verse is, and they will go out and look upon the dead bodies of those who rebelled against me. Their worm will not die, nor will their fire be quenched. Wow. Okay, I've just had to change my mind on it. I thought I had a book in mind, and now I've got to change it to another book, but I think I'm on the right track. Yeah, if you think you know the answer, give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. If you get it right, we will send you the prize, which today is a Soyan Eastern CD. Now, I'm super excited this morning, Etienne, because not only are you joining me as a guest co-host, we have a live guest interview Fantastic. We have someone who's called in all the way from Kingscliff. Welcome to the show, Nora. Hello, Nora. Oh, how's hang on. Okay, we're having some technical difficulties here. Are you there, Nora? I don't think our phone's working that well at the moment. We are having some technical difficulties. It is, after all, Friday. I think most of our uh, tech is being packed up as we speak. How about that? Nora, are you there? Yes. Ah, that's better. (laughs) I had to take the casing off because it wasn't making good contact on that phone. Ah, okay. Just a a rubber case was our problem, but it's been easily solved. Thank goodness. Praise the Lord. Nora, welcome to the show. How are you this morning? I am very well. Thank you. How about you guys? Yeah, we're doing wonderful. I usually ask anyone who comes on our show what they're grateful for. So I'm going to ask you, what are you grateful for this morning, Nora? Um, I'm grateful for a really close friend. She took me to the gym this morning and we did a really hard workout and I'm just super grateful for getting all my energy out. What a great way to start the morning. 
perfect way to start the morning. Next time, take me with you. Now, <laughs> Nora, I'm, I'm very excited because um, once again, Lyle, who uh, was up in Kingscliff teaching the um, Daniel and Revelation course uh, up there at the Bible College, he called me and he said, you've got to get Nora on the, on the radio and you've got to ask her about her testimony. And I was like, okay, cool. I have no idea what your testimony is whatsoever. So Those like, are the best interviews when you don't know what the person's going to no tell you. No idea what's coming. But Nora, we're taking a bet on you that you are a safe interview, although we have no very little. <laughs> but based on the advice of Lyle, I think we're in safe ground, aren't we? Well, he did say that Nora's going to be giving her testimony up at Big Camp in one of the tents as one of the programs. Oh. So, I mean, if they're betting on her, then I think it's safe for us. So, Nora, fire away. Tell us everything. We don't even know what to ask you, but just share away. Okay, cool. So, um, I'm from Germany, actually. I thought there was a slight accent. I thought you were American. That's terrible because I'm German, too. Yeah, a lot of people think that. The thing is, so my mom, she is American, but she moved to Germany when she was 16, uh-huh. and she stayed in Germany ever since. Oh, um, okay. How I learned to speak English that well. Oh, guten Morgen. Oh, that'll happen. And because she did raise me or my sister bilingual. Her method of teaching me and my sister how to speak English was allowing us to watch Disney movies in English. And that's the only we were allowed to watch ever as children. That's so funny. I had the reverse. My parents made me watch Disney movies in German (laughs) to help me learn German. But you go on, go on, Nora. It's it's like watching in Chinese because you don't understand a word. Mm -hmm. So when I... Eight, my mom had the brilliant idea to send me to her sister who still lives in the U.S. So I went for four weeks. Mind you, I didn't remember meeting my aunt before, and I was eight years old. So I got sent over, um, and I went to summer camp um, to learn English. Um, yeah, and that's what I did. I absolutely loved it, um, but to this day, I'm really shocked when I meet eight years old, eight years old and I think... That's how old I was when my mom sent me across the ocean. Uh-huh. All by herself <laughs> around the world. <laughs> well, that's I'm sure you're crazy. a much more resilient adult for it, though. Yeah, so that's how I usually spent my summers um, at summer camp until I turned 17. And I was too old to do the camps that we usually did. So my mom went on the internet and she searched for a summer camp that would take me as a 17-year-old as a camper. Um, the only one she could find was a SBA, so like a Sensei Adventist summer camp. And they took me being a camper and being 17. And the funny thing is my mom warned me to be like cautious. You know, these are Sensei Adventists. You don't know what they're into. You don't know what they believe. Um, they're Christian, you know. Just feel cautious. And I was like, okay, whatever. And I went and I absolutely loved it. I came back the next summer to work there, and the summer after that, and the summer after that, and the summer after that. So I spent five working at that summer camp. So, Nora, Um, just to ask you a question, uh, the previous camps that you went to, were they Christian camps at all? Is this the first Christian camp you attended? This is the first Christian camp that I ever went to. And so I'm guessing (laughs) that your your mother wasn't a believer of any description. No, 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 no. so my family, we were brought up what I call culturally Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, so we for Christmas and Easter, and then that's it. Okay, so, so you're, a, you're a non-Christian going to Seventh-day Adventist summer camps, and I'm guessing this had some sort of an effect on you. I had what? I'm, I'm guessing these summer camps had some sort of an effect on you. Oh, definitely, 100%. Um, I absolutely fell in love with it. And the funny thing is, 
um, as the school year. So I thought I needed summer camp in my life. I would go ha- live my life at school year, not, um, yeah, just going to school. And then in the summers, I would go to summer camp. And I thought I was just like yawning and needing summer camp, spending time in the outdoors with beautiful people in a beautiful place. And um, I thought that summer camp was restoring me every summer before I would then have my school year going on. Not realizing until way later that I was having a relationship with God at summer camp, and that's what I was craving. Mm. Um, and it filled me up in the summer, and obviously that doesn't last the entire school year if you only live, you know, having a relationship with God in the summer and then going on that for an entire school year. So by the time the school year was ending, I was like, I need to go back to camp. Um, because I needed, you know, I wanted to live that relationship with God, but I didn't realize that till way later that, 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 that what I needed and not just like, you were just riding the waves of a spiritual high. Yeah, 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 yeah. But eventually the wave does crash. And that's a long time between meals if you only eat spiritually once a year. Mm. Mind you, it's a feast for a few, few weeks and then, uh, I guess famine for the rest of the year. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So... What I did um, after working there for five summers, um, I went uh, to Massachusetts and studied a year abroad um, in the U.S. to practice um, my English a little more. And I got really involved in a um, student church there. And I grew heaps in my relationship with God. And I just realized um, how beautiful God is and how much I need Him in my life, just through the relationships with the people that were part of that church. Wow. And just studies that I got to do with the people while I was there, yeah. Um, so at the end of that year, studying abroad and being really involved in the church, uh, I once again worked at a summer camp, a different one. And at the beginning of the summer camp, people asked, um, would you be willing to share your testimonies? And people raised their hands saying, yeah, I'd be willing to share my testimony. I also raised my hand and said, yeah, sure. Um, and then half the summer goes by, and I never got to share my testimony, because obviously you can't have 30 people every Friday sharing their testimony, so we took turns, but I never got my turn. I was like, okay, second to last week of camp, I guess I'm not going to share my testimony. Um, at the same time, I was like trying to decide if I should get baptized or not, um, and I finally made the decision, and I realized it had to be at camp. I had to get baptized at camp, because that's where I first encountered God, that's where I met Him. Um, so I decided to get baptized, and then the next day, the girl that was in charge of the night program, she approached me, and she says, hey, Nora, you haven't shared your testimony yet. You should share it. Oh, wow. Like, everything really does happen to God's timing, because I wanted to share earlier, but my story wasn't done until I got baptized. So God had to wait for me to share my testimony at camp until I actually made that commitment and that decision to get baptized, and then I could share my stories with other campers at camp. Um, that was a really God moment, really cool. <laughs> now, did your did your mother oppose uh, you becoming baptized and getting more involved with this church that she had warned you not to become involved with? Um, no, my parents are really um, supportive in all that I do in my life. We just kind of don't necessarily talk about it much. Um, sometimes it comes up, um, I mean, I'm doing a rise right now to so the Bible College here in Kingsbluff, and they were really supportive of me going, um, making sure that this is what I want. So they're supportive, but it's kind of a topic that's um, hard to discuss back home, I guess, um, because my parents, um, as I said, they're just like culturally Christian, cultural Christians. Mm-hmm. They're not mm-hmm. living their faith. 
so it's just kind of hard to have that conversation and share that with them, I guess. Um, mm. They're kind of like a topic we rarely talk about. Like if I go to church and then afterwards go to lunch to them, they'll ask, how was church? And I say, it was good. And then we move on to another topic. Mm-hmm. So they acknowledge we don't really have deep conversations about it, I guess. <laughs> Right, okay, so if, if you had to sort of uh, yeah, think about it, what was it specifically that actually made you decide to become a Christian? Is there one thing you can put it down to, or is it a number of things? Um, I think it was a number of things. I think it mainly was me realizing after such a long time um, that I can't just only live my relationship with Christ in the summer. Um, like, I realized I need Him every day in my mm. life. That's absolutely true. Spiritual high. Like, it'll last you maybe a month or two, but after that, you just, like, crash. And I, think just I think that's actually the story of a lot of people um, just every day, people who don't go to summer camp necessarily, but they go to church on the weekend, and they sort of, like, you know, they get their spiritual food for the week, but then they don't have anything to carry them through the rest of the week. They're not every day connecting to God. They're mm. just, you know, they go to church, mm. they get the, you know, the, the fed, and then they go, and then that's it. It's part of the routine or even mm. part of the culture, you know, and, you know, the connection with God is important to them, but not important enough to make it seven days a week. Yeah, mm. yeah, exactly. So tell us, Nora, um, just in the last few minutes, take us from your baptism to where you are now in Australia, because Australia is nowhere near either America or Germany. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, yeah, so my studies fell through in the fall, Um that's a really long story, but basically what happened, I was supposed to graduate in November, but I didn't. Um, and I had all this free time till July for my next um, exam. And I was like, what should I do? And I always knew I felt disadvantaged to people that grew up in the church because they had so much Bible knowledge and just, um, I was a little jealous of them. So I decided for myself, um, even before all that crap happened with, oh, sorry, that stuff happened with my um, studies or, um, about God and to have a deeper understanding of, um, I guess, kind of like catch up to the people that grew up in the church because I felt like I had that disadvantage. And I wanted to grow my relationship deeper with him. That's how I decided to attend um, the Arise Bible College here in Kingscliff. Um, Yeah, it just happened to be in Australia. Um, I don't know. It just fit in my time frame, the time that I had off till July really nicely, and that's why I went. Not necessarily because I want to come to Australia, but mainly because I need it to grow deeper in my relationship with God and have a broader understanding of who He is. And I feel like my, yeah, my walk with God had has improved so much over the past month just being here and studying. Um, it's just amazing how much you learn every day if you spend time in His Word. Well, praise the Lord. It sounds like you're really excited, and I'm looking forward to you know, the journey you're going to take on. So what are you looking forward to at the moment? Um, Finishing the course, I guess. <laughs> That's a good question. So I I just want to follow God wherever He calls me to go, um, whatever that might be. I know a lot of people here at Arise are thinking about doing battle work afterwards. Okay. Other people are thinking about doing mission work in um, some countries in Africa. Um, I might I definitely need to go home first and sort out my studies, but after that I'm just willing to go wherever God calls me to go, and I'm not exactly sure what that is at the moment. Okay, so you, you're stepping out by faith, but the plan is for you've got to go get back in June, July to go and finish your your program, your study program. 
But, you know, whatever we do, um, whatever our uh, vocation is, we can serve the Lord there in that capacity. But the information you would receive from Arise, and you are receiving, of course, will set you up for a a beautiful experience with the Lord. Because I think part of the, the... the program there is not only talking about the knowledge you receive through your regular Bible study, but also getting into that discipline of making God a priority and spending time with Him every morning. Oh, definitely. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. What's up? We've got about 30 seconds left. Tell us what your favorite thing in Arise is to take us out. Oh, that's a hard question to answer. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. 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 The- the people and just how much you grow in your relationship with God um, just through the experience. Mm, that's interesting because uh, yesterday we also interviewed a current Arise student and she also said that was her favorite thing, the uh, the spiritual growth that you gain from going to Bible college. And we definitely recommend Bible college. Um, you know, it's a short, intensive course and it'll uh, help people learn more about God. Well, thank you very much, Nora, for coming on and sharing your story with us. We are now going to have a song break. This is Reggie Smith and Nathan Young. Now is the day. Stay tuned. We're going to have the news and then we'll be back with our encounter with God.
listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.